Hello and welcome to my podcast. I'm Stacey and I run a travel blog called Stacey Explores. I've chosen to convert some of my written blog posts into audio format for you because if you're anything like I am, I never have the time to sit down and read, but I'm always listening to audiobooks or podcasts when I'm out and about. For now, some of these episodes will be voiced over by an automated, almost cringeworthy American male voice. I will eventually get round to recording some of these episodes myself and also introducing you to some of my close friends and family to help join in on the conversation. If you have any comments or questions, I'm more than happy for you to drop me an email. My email is stacyexplores at outlook.com or visit my blog itself, which is stacyexplores.blog. So without further ado, let's get on with today's episode. Situated in the middle of the Mediterranean Sea is the Italian island of Sardinia. Sardinia is remarkably different to the majority of Italy however, as it has gained cultural influence from across the Mediterranean. Their native language, Sardo, is even said to vary from one village to the next depending on the roots of its influence. In September 2020, we drove to Sardini, taking the overnight ferry from Livorno, Italy, and back to Nice, France. In the interest of taking time to relax, we explored the local area of eastern Sardinia, rather than rushing around to explore the whole island in the six nights we were there. Here is a list of the best places we visited. Orise. Orise is a great place to stay on the east coast of Sardinia because although it is quaint, rustic and quite traditional, it is situated near some of Sardinia's nature hotspots. It is therefore a fantastic place for those interested in active holidays that include water sports and hiking or cycling. We stayed in Manoy lofts and apartments, but Albergo Manoy seemed to own a series of hotels, restaurants, bike rentals, and beach clubs within Orise, all of which you'll have access to as a guest. Their restaurant served an amazing ravioli di mer which was one of the best pasta dishes I have ever eaten. The Manoy restaurant is a little formal, so if you're looking for something a little more casual and lower priced you'll need to head straight to at pasta underscore e underscore pasta. Just looking at their Instagram as a pasta lover is exciting. We ate here three out of our six nights in Orise, that's how much we loved it. The below is a photo of the yesterday bar, which seems to be the place to go drinking. We popped here for a bit of late afternoon bar food but whenever we walked past in the evenings it was very busy and they were always playing great music. Kalaganani Although we only spent lunch in Kalaganani, it seems like much more of the traditional holiday hotspot than Orise. Think endless beautiful coastline, with a facade of restaurants offering happy hour on cocktails. This was September 2020 and COVID cases were beginning to rise in Italy again. Sardinia have a very elderly native population, check out Zac Efron's Down to Earth, S1E4, Sardinia, so precautions were in place for tourists. I imagine in its prime, many great nights out have been shared here. If I was to travel to this region of Sardinia again, I would definitely consider staying in Kalaganani. The waters are crystal clear at Kalaganani, and this area is particular is popular for water sports. Golfo di Orise The Golfo di Orise actually encompasses both of the coastal towns mentioned above. The gulf spans from Orise, all the way down to the beach of Kalagolaritza. To explore the Gulf, we rented our own boat for the modest sum of 150 euros, comparatively a group tour was euro 50 pp so it seemed worth the splash out. The coast is a series of caves, beautiful beaches, blue lagoons and mountain views. I couldn't recommend this experience enough. The only downside is that almost every couple slash small group have the same idea. 
so at busy points it can be difficult to get close to the hot spots. It was much clearer on our journey back between 4 and 5.30 p.m. We rented from Blue Driving and had a great experience with them. Goladigarapu. This magnificent canyon can only be accessed from hiking, and boy should we have planned the hike a little better than we did. The hike from the free car park was a mere 4 kilometers, so I didn't think much of it. But actually, the descent is approx 1,600 meters down and 650 meters up. Obviously reversing that on the way back was like walking a mountain backwards, the easier downhill trek first and then the uphill stint last when you're most tired. The snap below was taken in the canyon itself, which is 5 euro entry per person. It is great fun and the entrance is marked by a bunch of springs to cool down and afterwards. Unfortunately we found out the hard way that there is nowhere to fill up a water bottle, so if you plan on doing this then make sure you take enough water. We had ran out in the depths of the canyon so we had to do the uphill stint with nothing. Nearly leading to a divorce before we are married. Alternatively, from searching online it looks like you can either get a jeep ride one way or both ways for 20 euros and 30 euros respectively, including the park entrance fee. Castello della Fava Castello della Fava is said to be one of Sardinia's best preserved medieval fortresses, of which for 2 euro entry you can climb to the very top. If you are a fan of tight spaces. The ladder that reaches through to the rooftop is a teeny hole, but the views at the top are worth the climb. It felt like a treat to lay my eyes on a site which was mountains and rich farmland one side, and coastal on the other, it was simply unique. I liked Castella della Fava because it somewhat had the mainland Italian feel to it. The cobbled maze-like streets of a hilltop town always work a charm on me.